I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. Support for the Common Core has fallen from 65% to 49% in the two years between 2013 and 2015. That is what we found in the Education Next poll. I am Paul Peterson, Editor-in-Chief at Education Next, and I have with me Martin West, the Executive Editor. And the two of us, along with Michael Henderson, conducted the Education Next poll, and we've been tracking Common Core opinion. And Marty, I want to ask you this question. Is Common Core in a free fall headed south to the bottom, or is it beginning to stabilize? Well, it's hard to say at this point, Paul, but I think uh, there are signs that opinion on the Common Core is beginning to stabilize. You know, last year when we released the 2014 Education Next poll results, the big headline news was this uh, large drop in support for Common Core from 65% to 53%, so a 12 percentage point drop. Uh, And the support continued to slide this year but by only a third as much, by four percentage points. So we're down to 49% in support as against 35% opposed. So Yes, yes, uh, but, but I would just want to say on the other side of that, Marty, is that opposition grew from 13 to 26% from 2013 to 14, and then again, nine percentage point increase to 35%. So. so opposition has continued to increase. That's right. I think when it comes to whether opinion is stabilizing, I think there are two things that uh, I think jump out at me. One is that the share of the public that has no opinion on the matter uh, has fallen to just 16%. So, you know, as when we ask uh, people their preferences on any policy topic, we let them uh, say that they neither support or oppose. And oftentimes on some issues, as many as a quarter or a third of the public will take that option. Uh, and now we're down to just 16 percent. So that's one sign that most people are willing to take a position one way or the other. The other is that um, the effect of the label Common Core seems to have become less important uh, over the past couple of years. So uh, in both 2014 and 2015, we did an experiment where we asked two versions of the question. In one version, we used the words Common Core when describing the standards that states are deciding whether or not to adopt. Uh, And then another, we uh, described it without using the words Common Core, just asking whether they supported their state participating in this effort. And in 2014, that had a big effect on public support, including the label Common Core, caused support to drop by 14 percentage points. Uh, This year, the effect was, uh, uh, by 12 percentage points rather, this year the effect was much smaller, about 5 percentage points. Yeah, but the flip side of that is that the support for the non-toxic version of it, uh, the version that did not mention Common Core, fell quite steeply between 2014 and 2015. So any kind of national testing, any kind of national standard, whether Common Core or not, seems to have less support than it had before. Which is, I think, a sign that people are figuring out what the Common Core is about and they are taking a position on it. Uh, So, as I said, I think it's too soon to tell. Uh, But I do think opinion is uh, crystallizing. It's becoming more strongly aligned on uh, partisan uh, uh, grounds, uh, certainly. So you've gone, had Republicans in particular 
uh, you know, support for the Common Core has collapsed over the past two years, uh, uh, falling by 20 percentage points. Uh, among Democrats, the change has been much less, so we now have the emergence of this strong partisan divide in the public, and I think that's you know, one sign that the uh, opinions are unlikely to change further. Once an issue becomes an issue in party politics, uh, people tend to defer to what they see as their party's position. That's probably where we're going to end up with the, 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 uh, the public opinion more or less equally divided. Uh, you know, when we asked the question, we included a statement that said, in the states that have these standards, they will be used to hold public schools accountable for their performance. And when we put that in uh, last year and two years ago, uh, somebody came to us and said, well, you've loaded the deck against Common Core by saying it's going to be used for accountability. And so this year we asked a version of the question to one-third of our group, randomly selected, and we didn't include that sentence in there to see what would happen. And uh, you've and I got the data. A, I think it was a fair, criti- the- it was a fair criticism yeah. of our question. To some extent, we asked a question that was double-barreled. And so you don't know whether people were responding to the concept of common standards, the language Common Core, uh, or the concept of holding schools accountable. Yeah, but uh, what and happened so then? What happened then? When we, we were drop it, we were surprised to find uh, that the uh, support for the Common Core among the broader public actually fell when you left out the yeah, concept of using students actually, 40%. Uh, using them to hold schools accountable. From from 40, 49 to forty, it was a big big difference. That's right, right. and yeah. then you really have the public evenly split, just as many uh, opposed as in favor of the concept. The uh, Interesting wrinkle, though, was that you found exactly the opposite pattern for teachers. So omitting the accountability language actually increased support among Common Core for teachers. Yeah, it goes up to 45% from... uh, 40%. So it's not a big increase, but it is an increase. So uh, teachers seem to be against Common Core because it is accountability, and the public seems to support Common Core if they do support it, because of accountability. Well, to be fair, teachers are experiencing the Common Core really as part of a package of reforms, right? In many states, the Common Core is being implemented at the same time new teacher evaluation systems are holding them accountable for their own performance uh, based on student test scores uh, for the very first time. And my guess is that as teachers are responding to this question, a lot of it is uh, I think blended in their in their mind. And but their do people even know package. what they're talking about with Common Core? I mean, how much knowledge is there out there about the Common Core? This is a very standard criticism, and I think it's a fair one because uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it seems to me like fifty percent of the population have no idea whether the Common Core is being well, implemented in their district. You or know, not. this year we didn't ask factual questions about the Common Core. Last year we found that people were profoundly misinformed about exactly what the Common Core was, the federal government's role in it, what data would be created. Uh, but this year, what we did ask is we asked people whether the Common Core was being implemented in their district. And uh, we could, you know, divide respondents into those who live in a state that had adopted the Common Core and those who didn't. So uh, we found that 44% of respondents living in a Common Core state answered yes, uh, that their state was, um, uh, that their district was using the Common Core. Um, But 50% said that they were unsure. So... uh, yeah, you wonder how much they really know. But it is interesting, nonetheless, that when you ask the people who say, yes, it is being implemented in our district, 
and you say, well, do you like it or do you not like it? Did it have a positive or negative effect on the schools in your district? And uh, the opposition was pretty high. 51% said it had a negative effect and only 30% said it had a positive effect. Yeah, and teachers were much better informed uh, about whether Common Core was been, being implemented, as you might expect. Uh, so uh, only 13% uh, said that they were unsure, and virtually all of the others uh, were correct in saying that their district was, in fact, using the Common Core. And you saw the exact same thing among teachers. So uh, about 30% said the implementation of the standards was having a positive impact, uh, but half said it was having a negative impact. So I think that's a sign for concern uh, for Common Core proponents going forward, that those who are most knowledgeable and those who are experiencing it uh, firsthand uh, don't tend to see positive impacts. Again, though, I, I really do worry that we're asking about the Common Core, but especially when it comes to teachers, we're really asking about uh, their views of a broader set of policies that have come to be closely associated with the Common Core in their mind. Well, of course, teachers are very concerned about merit pay and whether or not they're going to be paid based on student performance on tests, and that may get all wrapped up and around the Common Core issue. But one reporter said to me that one of the problems that uh, some states faced is they went to the digital administration of the test at the same time they went to the Common Core. And that all sounds very nice and very sophisticated to the research community and to the technologically inclined, but anytime you go from pencil and paper to computerized testing, mm -hmm. there's going to be some wrinkles, there's going to be some problems of implementation, and maybe the Common Core is suffering just from the, you know, the, the usual kinds of things that happen when you implement a program. Stuff that will get worked out with the passage of time. And so what does that mean for whether opinion is stabilizing or not? Well, it could mean that uh, you could have a revival of, you know, a lot of things that were heavily criticized at the time they were put into place, uh, people came to accept. On the other hand, you have No Child Left Behind where we saw the same pattern. Initially, it was very popular. As it was being implemented, the term NCLB became toxic. Eventually, the whole program became, uh, the whole federal program became toxic. They couldn't even fix it. You know, people said, we don't even want to fix it. We just want to get rid of it. So it could go either way, really. So shouldn't we have a definite opinion on this? Shouldn't we vote yes or no? <laughs> So I think it's stabilizing, uh, but I think the uh, eventual outcome is, uh, as you say, going to hinge on the extent to which uh, policymakers are able to adjust in real time and make the experience of implementation uh, of both the Common Core standards and the assessments um, a more positive experience. Well, the 216 Ednext poll coming out one year from now <laughs> will give us the answer. I'm pretty sure at that time we'll still see strong partisan divides on the topic, however. Well, in any case, folks, join us next week for our weekly podcast, Education Next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Education Next's weekly podcast, released every Wednesday morning. For more on education reform, visit us online, educationnext.org.